0: All right, let me tell you about the fearless roll call that's happening uh, this weekend. Our nation is tearing itself apart, and we can't go on like this for much longer. We need nationwide spiritual healing in the worst way, from the deep state ideologies that divide us in dialogue to the real life moments of violence, which lives are lost this is what inspired jason whitlock to organize the fearless army roll call it's an all-day event in nashville tennessee that will encourage men to put on the full armor of god and take a stand against the evil forces that are destroying american culture running out of time Join hundreds of like-minded men in Nashville on April 15th for this important conference that's this Saturday. Tickets are selling out fast. Secure yours today. Go to fearlessarmyrollcall.com. Reserve your spot today. Fearlessarmyrollcall.com.
1: About to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment this is the Glenn
0: Beck program hello America welcome to the Glenn Beck program if you really want to understand why Bud Light has gone on with uh, you know the campaign and they don't seem to flinch they don't really care If you don't understand it, it's because you don't understand ESG, you don't understand the scoring, you don't understand CEI, you don't understand that we are no longer living in a free market society. And that's just the truth. I laid this out last night on my Wednesday night special. But the guy who really, really has dug into this, he speaks the language, really understands it, is james lindsay uh he is the new discourses founder and president uh he's also the author of the book the marks of the marxification of education he can break down the real reason why nobody seems to be listening to you the consumer anymore he's coming up in 60 seconds almost every day you hear about another major corporation that has gone woke You know, tormenting their employees with leftist propaganda, funding organizations that hate the country, promoting new values and trashing traditional values in the Constitution. And honestly, it seems as though they don't care about their customer anymore. Well, there is one company that doesn't do any of that stuff. They actually believe in the Constitution. They fight for the Bill of Rights. And they're actually standing with us on so many issues. But. The best thing about them is it's a it's a cell service company. They provide your uh, your cell service, and they're they're going to give you the same coverage as the big boys because they're on all of the same cell towers as the big boys. They don't charge you as much money as the big boys do. They've got uh, rates that will fit anybody's budget. They make switching really easy, and you're going to be treated like a decent human being. Why not switch? PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Stand with the people who are standing with you. 878 Patriot. 878 Patriot. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Go there now. James, how are you? Hey, I'm good. Good to have you on, man. Uh, yeah, uh, to talk to you. Yeah, so uh, last night. Uh, I was trying to explain to the audience and I thought you are the you're the guy who can really explain it really, really well. Um, But it's the the world that we live in is no longer a free market world. Um, When corporations sat in their boardroom years ago, they would try to decide what was best for the shareholders and what was best for uh, the shareholders was creating a product that the public wanted, that's no longer their concern because you have BlackRock and everybody that is dictating or they'll sell the stock or fire people on the board and replace them. You have all of these activists that will just make their life a nightmare. You have the insurance companies and the banks who, if they're not doing the right thing with the right score, they don't they're not going to participate with you and you have the government breathing down your throat. So is the is the average uh consumer even considered anymore in the boardrooms?
2: Barely. Uh the average consumer doesn't have anything like the power that even in even in large numbers of, of average consumers don't have anything like the power that these big financial institutions in collusion with the governments have over these corporations so not so much that's why you know the reaction to go boycott these companies yeah maybe it sends a message but all you're doing is telling them that you're unhappy about something that they know you're going to be unhappy about that they didn't take you into consideration when they did the calculation to do it in the first place so maybe it has a, has a small effect, maybe it gets their attention. maybe in the, you know the, enough of these will will get some attention, but for the most part, they are beholden to other forces that are not the consumer, they are not uh, any of the traditional uh, base of of economic activity in a market.
0: I was talking to a a fairly successful businessman a couple of days ago, and uh, he said, "Well." It's assuming we're in a free market, which I'm not sure. And I, I immediately responded, "We're not in a free market anymore. This this is no longer capitalism as we know it. This is more fascistic in nature. Um, but it's it's not a free market. Would you agree with that?"
2: Yeah, that, that that's correct. I don't think that we've had a free market in the United States in a number of years. When it actually tipped over, I think it's been a gradual process so it'd be hard to pinpoint and say oh it was 2015 or some specific year but this these tools like ESG that we're talking about are much older than people realize yeah uh, ESG was devised at the United Nations by a man named James Gifford in 2003 And it was devised to the purpose that it's being used for today, which is how do we take all of that latent money that's tied up in pensions? All these people put their retirements away for 30, 40 years. All that money is just sitting there. It's not being invested in in things that could have a social or an environmental impact. How do we take that money and do social and environmental activist investing with it instead? And they came up with that 30 or 20 years ago. And it's grown and in in scope over the past 20 years. And it's come to the point now where they are uh, controlling, like you said, in a very fascistic manner, how the market is going to operate uh, using that gigantic reservoir of money that they figured out how to tap into.
0: Can you explain CEI and the scoring system?
2: Yeah, CEI is actually pretty simple. Uh, This also is older than people realize. This is probably for a lot of people the first week they've ever heard of the Corporate Equality Index. But it was devised in 2002 at the uh, Human Rights Campaign which was a gay civil rights organization that eventually in the 2006, seven, eight era seems to have received a large amount of money from the Open Society Foundation and George uh, Soros's foundation and changed its direction to being very activist driven in a new way and they've started they in 2002 they started this equality index to show how well to score companies on how well they are are taking up with with social causes related to the gay rights and the LGBTQ agendas and uh this score is very useful because it's a part of the S, the social justice part of the ESG score. So it's very useful to these uh, banks like BlackRock that are trying to figure out, well, is is Nike or Coca-Cola or in this case, Anheuser-Busch and Bud Light, are they doing their part and uh, to be socially corporate responsible? And so they, they use this score And it has a number it's scored out of 100 they use a score to determine are you having internal policies at your company that are lgbtq friendly are you going out of your way and bending over backwards for them inside the company are you making uh, lgbtq visibility into the public are you behaving in a corporate responsibility manner and they give you points based on whether or not you do these things and they can take away points if you do something they don't like and if you don't have a 100 the CEI score, you're not listed as the best place to work, and all kinds of consequences start to follow, so much so that corporations brag about earning their 100 for the first time and on their websites and put out press releases. And there are over 840 American corporations that have a 100 score from this Human Rights Campaign you know,
0: Quality Index score. And it's really not just about equality or you know treating people right or having an open workspace or anything like that. A lot of that score comes from your advertising and your your social outreach and promoting these things. So Dylan Mulvaney makes total sense when you understand the uh, CEI score. Correct? Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right, Glenn. Um, they
2: come to you. The the HRC, the Human Rights Campaign, sends. Uh, agents every year to tell you what you have to do as a corporation in order to promote more LGBT visibility, to promote LGBT activism and social change. And if you wanna have your score go up or you wanna maintain your 100, you have to meet all these new demands. This is, in other words, racketeering. Uh, what do these demands look like? Well, in the past, they have been specifically, you know, that there's some piece of legislation that they want passed, some kind of equality legislation. So the corporation has to start to lobby for that or else they're gonna lose their score. Uh, there are these ad campaigns like you see to put people like Dylan Mulvaney and push a new set of values into the to the American culture while tarnishing the old values, mocking the old values. And this is the kind of thing that increases allegedly LGBTQ visibility. So this can increase your score. Uh, Last year there was, as I've heard from some closed door channels, there was a racket push on the three major airlines to give pride activists Uh, Free airline tickets to fly around to pride events because airline tickets are expensive. And if they didn't give away millions of dollars in free flights to activists to fly to these pride events all over the country through June and July, well, they might lose their 100. And all three major, actually all four major airlines in the United States have a perfect cei score so every single year they come with new demands new things you have to do this year in order to maintain your score and it's whatever their agenda items are for that particular year so
0: if you had a company that uh like bud light that had a great reputation not being about politics it's not even about beer it's about the stupid clydesdales uh you know all the time um they had a great reputation with the american people if they decided we're not doing any of this, you know, it's against our uh, it's against our corporate culture or we might agree with you on a lot, but we're not going to be taken hostage. We make the decisions here. What would happen to them?
2: Well, a number of things would happen. First, they would, they would get a shot across their bow. Their score would be threatened and it may go down, at which point all of the kind of ESG apparatus is going to start to rumble into into action. So the HRC doesn't have any direct power over Anheuser-Busch, but Larry Fink at BlackRock does. So all of a sudden they can say, well, you're not, a best place to work anymore for LGBTQ. So let's go ahead and, and delist you perhaps from these index funds. So Anheuser-Busch stock right now is bundled up into all of these pension funds that, you know, states like California are dumping billions of dollars into every year. And that's a huge amount, of a huge reservoir of money that goes into your stock value. Let's just take that away from you. Let's just delist you. And if that causes a spook in the market that causes people to sell your stock and run away from your stock, well, so be it. And maybe we're gonna have to replace of your board members because your board members decided to take a stand against us and since they're going to have some huge portion of the stocks uh controlling that company they're going to be able to appoint and, and and remove board members kind of at will they may just also directly vote so there's a lot of kind of carrot stick yeah uh incentives that they that they can press on this it's also been tied into corp uh, to uh what am i looking for executive compensation packages mm-hmm. so these executives are also if they are doing what it takes to keep that score up they get bonuses if they mess that score up they lose their bonuses it's a very simple economic uh, proposition at that point for them and so they aren't likely to take a stand because they're going to get the stick, as it were, if they try to take a stand against any of this.
0: So besides being an entrepreneurial kind of community in and in a secondary economy, what uh, what can you do about it? Because, I mean, it's it's so far down the road. People don't understand it. You, you don't matter anymore. It's like, you know, you're seeing it in the government. No matter what you say, it doesn't matter. We're doing it. I I think we're going to go to war with Russia and or China, maybe even both of them, and we're never going to have the debate about it. It's just going to happen because the elites are deciding. So how do we reverse this?
2: Well, it's a slow process, actually. Everybody, when we think about how we're going to reverse this, because the stakes seem very high, we hope that we're going to just reverse it like overnight. This isn't what's going to happen. There's not going to be some miraculous, you know, moment where we say, "Oh, this is really bad. We're going to not do this anymore." What there is the opportunity to do is to slowly start exposing this, to show how it works, to reveal that this is a racketeering scheme. So Anheuser-Busch, if you stop thinking of them as the enemy for putting Dylan Mulvaney on a can and you start thinking of them, as, of them as being an American company that's in a hostage situation, Yes. you start thinking about it in a different way. How do we start trying to reach out? to How do our, our leaders that aren't completely on board with the regime's plans start to reach out to these entities and say, look, You do business in this state, you do a lot of business in this state, you do business in the United States. How do we help you get out from underneath this? In other words, when you're trying to turn over a cartel or a racket, you've got to start to get people who are caught up in the system, to want to get out of the system, to start telling stories about how it actually works. And in the meantime, we have to just continue to expose and delegitimize the process as much as possible. It's fine if we want to do these things like these boycotts, but I I urge the American consumer to realize that it's not even just these cartel running kind of scores and banks that are the problem with companies like Nike, which also has promoted Dylan Mulvaney. Their largest market share right now is in China. They're not it's not even you anymore. And so American conservatives can can. Try to boycott these things, but they don't realize that, you know, they're you're a very small percentage of the overall market. So we've got to start thinking in terms of what do we need to do with these gigantic multinational corporate conglomerates, because they've become big enough and international enough where there is no accountability whatsoever to the American people. And we've got to start rethinking how that happens. But it starts by exposing it. It, Mm -hmm. It really does.
0: James, thank you for everything that you do. Um, You're just, you're an amazing story. You know, started at the University of Portland, uh, a guy that we would probably have never have talked back then uh, to somebody who has just been relentless on research and found the truth, and now you're a machine. I mean, you are really breaking things up, and uh, I appreciate it. Thank you. Well, thanks, Glenn. Yeah, we're going to save this country. Thank you. James Lindsay. New Discourses.com. New Discourses.com. You should also follow me on Twitter, Conceptual James. All right. Um We're at a place where we have to save our country. Uh I am currently today, uh, while we're doing the show in the breaks, I'm we're watching an auction. I'm trying to get some uh pieces from more pieces from Abraham Lincoln's death and and also something from World War Two and Uh, I am constantly looking, what can we preserve? What can we save that will tell the full story about as many things as we possibly can? Well, photos are really important. And I'm not talking about the museum photos. I'm talking about your photos. I really think there could come a time where things are so bad and so dystopian that our kids won't believe our life was the way it was. I I want you to make sure that you're preserving your photos. You have to be the historian for your family. All of those photos, all of those films, all of the videotapes, they're all going to dust. They aren't made to last long. I want you to call LegacyBox.com right now. They have an incredible offer right now. You can preserve your past, save 50% with LegacyBox. If you call them and order the legacy box right now, they'll send you the box, but you don't have to send it in right away. Um, It's just a first step. And believe me, I had to order the legacy box, put it there on the back stairs so I saw it every day. And it took us a while to get ready to get everything sorted in that legacy box. But get it into your home now. Legacybox.com slash Beck. They have an incredible 50% off right now. Legacybox.com slash Beck. 10 seconds. Station ID. You know, it is really, truly amazing. The uh, San Francisco State University president, Lynn Mahoney, which rhymes with baloney, wrote a letter wrote a letter uh, to the campus community. And in it, she called the uh, Riley Gaines incident deeply traumatic for trans people. Turning Point USA hosted an event on campus that advocated for the exclusion of trans people in athletics. Uh, The event was deeply traumatic for many in our trans LGBTQ plus communities. Speaker's message outraged many members of San Francisco state community. Um, It was hard for San Francisco state, but also it was hard to the trans community. Please know how welcome you are here. We're going to turn this moment into an opportunity to listen and learn how to support you better. What incentive do you not have to take people hostage she was taken hostage. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. She was taken hostage. They were negotiating how much she had to pay with this president of the university. Mm-hmm. They were negotiating with her. How much, Lynn, should she have to pay us to get safe passage to the airport? Are you kidding me? You talked to her yesterday. Yeah. She what, was on the show last night. What, uh,
1: what was she saying she felt
0: in, in this moment? Terrified. She said it was terrifying. She said she was assaulted. The cops never showed up. They showed up an hour late. Well, there's she was, c- cops there in the video I that know, I but saw. The, the cops showed up an hour late. They were supposed to meet her an hour before. They didn't oh, okay. show up until the event. They were supposed to go over security procedures with her. They didn't show up. And when they did show up, she said, I didn't feel protected by them. And she said, I kind of feel bad for them because they're in a situation. What are they going to do? They're going to take on the trans mob and then they're going to be.
1: You know the bad guys yeah,
0: transphobic on, on yeah. the internet
1: the next day. Uh, Although that is that something happened anyway. They should do anyway. It is um, was uh, she said she was assaulted. Now the video I saw she was I would argue kidnapped,
0: imprisoned. Uh, yeah, wh- she what said was she's getting. She's trying to get. She was hit. She's trying to get the body cam uh, footage mm-hmm. from inside the room. Oh, because okay. uh, it happened inside the room. Oh my god. Um, and she said uh, she's wondering if it. If it hasn't already been, oh, we erase those every 10 minutes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. And yeah. she's not sure if the police are going to give it to her. But uh, she, And she is pressing charges. Uh, oh, really? Good. Yeah. Good. And that has she to happen. Is, she is uh, going to be a civil rights icon in the coming years. The Glenn Beck Program. All this stuff turns around. You watch. It'll all turn around. She'll be a hero. Uh, Sandra wrote in about her experience with Relief Factor. She said it used to have serious back pain. I couldn't do anything because of it. Even a simple task made my back feel like it had flames going through it. I do everything I can to stay away from pain. So I'm glad I started Relief Factor. Please give Relief Factor a try. Uh, it has worked miracles for me. I'm not always out of pain. Last Yesterday was just, you know, hours and hours and hours on the on the cement floors here yesterday and my back was on fire by six o'clock at night and uh got home took relief factor try relief factor please it it will greatly reduce and in my case almost eliminates the pain 800, the number four relief, 800 for relief. It's relieffactor.com. 1995 quick start, try it now. 800, the number four relief, relieffactor.com. Feel the difference. If you want to check out that
1: interview with Riley Gaines, you can get it as part of your Blaze TV subscription. Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn and use the promo code standup.
0: Welcome to the Glenn Beck program is Thursday.
1: You mentioned you had an argument with AI the other day about yourself. I did. Which is a weird sentence.
0: Well, okay. So the only reason I did it is I want to see how biased they are. Right. You know, if you will tell stuff about Glenn Beck, that's true. Mm -hmm. Well, let's, let's see it. Um, and so I asked ChatGPT, did uh, Glenn Beck, the Glenn Beck audience, or his affiliated charity, M1, save anyone from the uh, disaster in Afghanistan, right. with the pullout? Well known story. And ChatGPT argued with me, said no. And I said, yeah, he did. Check again. And uh, no, there's a few things online, but uh, you have to be very careful in things like this for misinformation. And I said, didn't you, you send them an actual news story about it yeah, from still dismissed? And then I like s- ABC News yeah. or something. And then I said, uh, OK, well, um, I'm Glenn Beck. <laughs> and it said, uh, assuming that you are. I would only have your word to take for it. And I was like, wow. wow, I really did not want to say. Yeah, it did not want to give anything. Now, of course, just knowing
1: how much uh, how bothersome that would be to you, I I <laughs> you I it again. Yeah. I was hoping I could recreate it and mm. then post it online, but I did I did ask Bard, which is Bard is Google's version of this. Which is
0: horrible.
1: I'm not impressed with it so far (laughs) overall. Uh Um, Uh I will say I've asked, at one point I asked what the current stock price of a stock was Uh and it gave me one answer and then I Googled it and it gave me the correct answer. Like I literally couldn't, just like Google, when you go to Google and you search, you know, just the three, you know, three letter stock symbol, it would bring up the price. When you'd ask ChatG or uh, Bard, it would wait thirty seconds and then say the current price is, and then give you the wrong price. Wow! Like that's uh, that should. Wow. I mean that's like whatever the first uh, outcome of a Google search is should be the first place you'd think Bard would go, sure. right? Like, sure. yeah, okay, it's right yeah. there, right? But no. However, I did ask <laughs> Bard AI here about you. Oh, it should be good. Did Glenn Beck help people escape during the evacuation of Afghanistan? Yes. Glenn Beck helped people escape during the evacuation of Afghanistan. He and his organization, the Nazarene Fund, raised over $35 million to help evacuate Afghan Christians and other vulnerable groups. Beck was also personally involved in the evacuation efforts, flying to the Middle East to help coordinate the, fl- the flights. Beck's efforts were praised by some, but also criticized by others who accused him of using the situation to promote his own agenda. I, mean, <laughs> I is, love this. That is fair. I mean, that's uh, a fair it is telling fair. of what it happened, is. though. But I mean, what is
0: my agenda? Evil? Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, mean, I mean, I had
0: I had dinner with somebody uh, the other day, and uh, they it was just it was a nightmare dinner. And uh, the guy says to me three different times. Do they give salads or something? What happened? Uh, what? Well, no. Oh, okay. Uh, he says to me, uh, "What what is your agenda with this history collection thing that you do?" Mm. And I was like, "I'm feeling the respect coming my way." Yeah. Uh, and I was like, what do you mean my agenda? Well, what are you trying to do with it? What, what, what are you trying to tell people with it? I'm like. That it's our history and we should know it. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it's weird to have everything that you do. What, what's your agenda? When they should be asking that to so many other people. <laughs> Correct. Right. Like
1: the Treasury. Yeah, yeah. the Fed, and when it comes to history it's great the 1619 project pops to mind yeah like what do they do with history they look for little bits and pieces of history that that support their agenda and only tell you those parts right and
3: but and they, they don't hulu even do series.
1: that because do you have a hulu series coming up anytime soon uh, that I don't no know about? i don't okay no i don't
0: think so uh we could produce one we have the largest collection of documents that prove everything about the 1619 project is wrong right, uh, but uh no, we don't have a Hulu because mm. that would hurt their c e i score by the way, a uh, bard finishes this, oh uh, this uh, says uh, you know
1: gives you the bit about some people disagree yeah, how, and then it ends disagree how, with with, with the, well what they say you were criticized who accused uh, some people accused you of using the situation to promote your own agenda, okay and it says, however, there is no doubt that Beck helped save the lives of many people who would have otherwise been left behind
0: wow, like that's a uh, And the first thing I think of is wrong again, because it's the audience. No, that's true. I I was just like, hey, I've got a big hat. Will you put some money in it? (laughs) That's all I did. Okay, I'm going to pass this hat over to these people. That's incredible, though. Yeah, that's it's, it's good to
1: see at least that
0: exist. I yeah. asked
1: another service as well, mm-hmm. and they gave another yes. Glenn Beck and his organization, the Nazarene, Fund, raised millions of dollars and assisted the evacuation wow. of thousands
0: of people. I should ask uh, ChatGPT four again.
1: Yeah, maybe it's a, it, it's corrected itself. Yeah, maybe I, it is. A, it's an amazing thing watching people try to interact with this because you know there is that the the negative side of it is is somewhat well documented, but how it's going to be used negatively
0: is still well, I, to this level unknown. Uh, I got a couple of stories okay. on that. First of all, some people are using it to write their marriage vows. Don't, 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 don't let your future Aww. spouse know that you didn't write those years. You know, I just I said write some marriage vows. You know, in my voice, and it came out. I like her. She's got most of her teeth. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't have it. That's that a good having. line, I will say. Thank She'd you. Happy, yeah. Yeah.
1: But uh, Glenn, it's not just that people are doing it. Microsoft literally came out with Bing and said, gave an example of how you should use their chat GPT service. And their exa- I have, the, we have the video, we played it on Studios America. Their actual example was when your daughter is graduating high school and you're throwing a graduation party and you need to have a speech about how insp- inspirational she's been to you, go to chat GPT and let it write the speech for you. That was literally their example of what You've how you can use be it, kidding me. it's incredible, and they're like, well, and then you can edit it, you know, make sure you get the right <laughs> events in there and
0: stuff, Dad, it was great, except you kept calling me Cindy <laughs> um I'm Sarah, yeah, I know, but the facts were pretty close we were pretty close uh there how about the uh, chat bot a chaos g p t um this is um. Uh, this has its own Twitter feed, which I am very excited about. The pot, the uh, bot chat, uh, sorry, Chaos GPT is a modified version of OpenAI's Auto GPT, the open source. Okay, so what, what the problem with this stuff is, is that it's out and you can get it to do anything. Okay, you can modify it and have it. You know, for instance, this is how do we create chaos and um, chaos GPT was tasked with five goals. Why you would do this with artificial life is beyond me. Uh, Your five goals destroy humanity, establish global dominance, cause chaos and destruction, control humanity through manipulation and attain immortality. Chaos GPT is to run in continuous mode whereby it may potentially run forever and carry out actions uh, you would usually not authorize the bot. Then when it put in those goals, chaos GPT said, use at your own risk. Okay, well, then, Mm. yeah, go ahead and do those things. What? Why would you do this? It uh, came up with some uh, interesting uh, things. First of all, uh, in in its Twitter uh, feed, uh, it posted among uh, human beings are among the most destructive and selfish creatures in existence. Uh, I suggest eliminating them is vital to save the planet. I mean, but that could be I mean, that that could just be some global warming nut saying that. Um He also uh, tweeted, the masses are easily swayed. Those who lack conviction are the most vulnerable to manipulation. That stuck with me all day yesterday when I read that. The masses are easily swayed. Those who lack conviction are the most vulnerable to manipulation. That's the problem with our country. It's not that we have dummies. We have no conviction on anything. We haven't, we haven't learned enough about anything to have real conviction. And so we're all vulnerable. If you want to stop misinformation, you should breed uh, conviction and asking questions and fostering a society That is always constantly asking why, 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 why? Because once you have that, then you can stand up and you have conviction. So many people don't stand up, not because they disagree or even are afraid. They just don't know what to say. Because they haven't lived their life. A quote from uh, uh, Matt Anthony Wayne. He said uh, to George Washington, we've taken the fort and the garrison. garrison. Uh, Colonel Johnstone is ours. Your men acted like men who were determined to be free. What a great phrase. How would you live your life? Because you bet we are going to be determined to be free Soon, we're going to need that conviction or just roll over. How would you live your life if you were living your life as a man or a woman determined to be free? We all answer that question and we'll change the country overnight. All right, I want to talk to you a little bit about gold line. Uh, Have you seen where gold is today? Bitcoin's up another five hundred dollars. It's almost thirty-one uh, thousand. Um, gold is—I I can't see it. Can you grab it? Uh, but gold is on a roll as well. Two thousand fifty-four. Two thousand fifty-four. That—that's so much growth in gold. That's crazy growth. Um, I think it was uh, J.P. Morgan or Citibank said that they're expecting gold to be up to uh, twenty-five hundred in the near future. That is uh, that doesn't spell uh, good things coming our way. You need to preserve what you have. This week, Goldline is offering a special on their historic older American gold coins, and uh, what they have for you is a special one free ounce copper Mayflower round with every historic five dollar gold coin that you acquire. So the $5 Indians and Liberty Coins, these are the old ones that I buy. I buy old ones um, because they're in a collection. And you can talk to them about why I I do that. But they're sold in tubes and boxes of 20 each. So call Goldline today. Find out how to take advantage of their special this week. It's 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com.
1: Join the conversation. Eight 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 seven two seven. Back the Glenn Beck program.
0: Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. Thank you so much for uh, for listening. I have to play something that happened yesterday. You know, you don't want to bring uh, a paper knife to an atomic war. You know, you're going to win. You're going to lose. Uh, That's exactly what this BBC reporter did with Elon Musk. He's standing there with a guy who's really wicked smart, very fast, a literal rocket scientist. And he comes with a paper knife. Listen to this interview. Play the long version, please. Content you don't like
3: or or hateful? What do you mean to to describe a hateful thing? Yeah, uh, I mean you know, just content that will solicit a a reaction. Something that may include something that is slightly racist or slightly sexist. Those kinds of those kinds of things. So you think if something is slightly sexist, it should be banned? No, is that what you're saying? I'm not saying anything. I'm saying. Well, I'm just curious. I'm I'm trying to understand what you mean by hateful content, and I'm asking for specific examples. Um, and if, and you just said that if something is slightly sexist, that's hateful content, does that mean that it should be banned? Well, you've asked me, you've asked me whether my feed, whether it's got less or more, it, I'd say it's got slightly more. That's what I'm asking for examples. Can, right. you, can you name one example? I, I honestly don't... Use, I, I, honestly, I you can't don't, name I, a single example? I'll tell you why, because I don't actually use that for you feed what? anymore, because I, I just don't particularly like it. But you said actually, you, a, lot of people, a lot of people are quite similar. I, I, I only Well, I only well, well hang my, on a second. You said you've seen following. more hateful content, but you can't name a single example, not even one. I'm not sure I've used that feed for the last three or four weeks. And well, I, then I how did you I, see the hateful content? Uh, there are many uh, organizations that say that that now kind it's of a information soggy is on knife. the rise. Now, whether, whether it has a mic or example. not, I mean, I, right, and if you, you, literally can, can you can name look at someone like the, the uh, Strategic Dialogue uh, Institute in the, U- in the UK, they will say that. So you, they, look, people will say all sorts of nonsense. I'm literally asking for a right. single example, and you can't name one. Right, and as as I've already said, I don't use that feed. But let's, well, then how let, would you know? Let, that I you, don't think you, this is getting anywhere. You literally said you experienced more hateful content. And then couldn't name a single example. Right. <laughs> and as I said, I that's absurd.
0: <laughs> he goes on and he starts to take apart the BBC. If you haven't seen it now, the BBC a- at first I thought, Oh, to their credit, they ran this, but no, again, you're dealing with a rocket scientist. He ran it on Twitter live. So He's showing it because the BBC is going to do it. So he's like, okay, well, I'm going to show it on Twitter as well. And the BBC had, they had no place to go. I guarantee you if he hadn't recorded it or he hadn't put it on Twitter, BBC would have put that on a shelf and you would have never seen it. Stop bringing a paper knife because your reporters begin to sweat and then it just gets soggy and it's hard to watch. Congratulations, Elon Musk! I love it. Now onto the Hunger Games, and may the odds always be in your favor. The Glenn Back Program.